Hello, everyone. My name is Rochelle Innocent, and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday, and we actually just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday. So be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 12 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure, and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Allo les meufs et les mecs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And today, our topic of discussion is education. And on the topic of education, we're going to be focusing on education that starts at home. And today, our topic of discussion is on boundary setting. And I think that it's important to have a conversation around boundary setting and some of the do's and don'ts and some of the rules of engagement because it's complicated. I think that it's difficult because a lot of the times when we find our voice, when we start to use our voice to communicate our boundaries, there's a lot of unlearning that we're doing as well as learning that we are doing as we figure out a way to enable other people to build relationships with us essentially. So I like to see boundary setting as an opportunity for me to give someone sort of the guidelines required to maintain and sustain a very healthy dynamic, a very healthy relationship. But there are a few things that I I think we need to keep in mind, especially if you are seeking out relationships with people who come from different backgrounds, who have different cultural norms, who have different traditions, there are some things that are just never going to be unspoken. There are certain conversations that we're always going to need to have. And I think it's really about, <laughs> and sometimes it's a balance, right? It's a balance when it comes to boundary setting, about really temperature checking, about getting a sense of the tone in the room so that you're giving everyone an opportunity to not only succeed, but also to 
to be, right? And I think that that's the fine line, especially when you're in a new environment, you're building new relationships. I think that there are certain things to keep in mind when it comes to establishing boundaries. So I have a few things that I want to recommend and hopefully it's helpful to you, but it's the way that I have navigated relationships across the world, navigated relationships with people from different social and, you know, cultural backgrounds. And I think it's going to be the way that I continue to cultivate relationships from people who have very different ways of being and seeing than I do, but like we still value one another and want to build that relationship. The first thing that I think is worth noting is nothing can be assumed. There is nothing by way of niceties or social niceties, what is considered polite or impolite that we can assume when we're forming new relationships. And this is even when you're forming new relationships in an environment that's very familiar to you. A lot of the times we assume cultural norms are societally based, but it also drills down to even like the f familial setting. There are so many different people who inform our sense of, you know, what's a faux pas, what's taboo, and what isn't. And so sometimes when you feel yourself reacting because a boundary has been breached and you're looking at the person who's breached your boundary and you see that they're completely oblivious, that needs to be something you, you keep in mind, right? It's not fair to immediately jump the gun and, and be offended and be angry because you're looking at them and you see that their intention isn't to offend. So I think that nothing can be assumed is really, really important. It also means that you have have to be ready to always have those conversations, right? You have to be ready to, in those moments where you feel like a boundary is being breached or where you feel like, okay, you know, I feel triggered by this conversation that you have to be ready to educate in that moment or to have the conversation and also recognize that you're accountable if you let it Go. And I think that that's one thing that we don't really take in stride is that when it comes to those periods of time, you have that split second to decide, okay, well, do I call this person out or do I let it go? And I think that every time you let it go, you have to remember that that person didn't know, that person's walking away from that interaction, from that setting, not understanding or not recognizing that they've breached a boundary and that, you know, they've crossed the line that is not okay for you. So you need to recognize that anytime someone breaches a boundary the first time around, Around, that you cannot assume that it was intentional and that also if you let it go it's on you it's very much on you and that relationship is either going to succeed and fail depending on how frequently you use your voice because I don't know about you but for me people who breach my boundaries are a deterrent to me they're not people I really want to spend time but if they're breaching my boundaries unintentionally and they are continuing to breach my boundaries because I'm not using my voice whose fault is it is it their fault or is it my fault I think that in that situation, if they don't know that they're breaching my boundaries and as a byproduct of that, I'm becoming less and less available, then I need to recognize that both of us carry blame there. I mean, I guess there are social cues that one could be aware of, but again, nothing can be assumed. So I think that brings me to another point where faux pas don't translate globally. And a faux pas is really when you put your foot in your mouth, you make an error and like maybe social rules or social governance. And and, you know, everyone's trying to scramble or trying to recoup or rebound from that situation. And I recognize like being a globetrotter, being immersed in different cultures, that a lot of the times what I consider to be a faux pas is very much informed by like the environments that I grew up in. They don't translate globally. So oftentimes I've had to think to myself, well, do I call this person out? Like, do I mention, hey, this is a faux pas? And I've learned that it is a toss up. I don't think that it's fair that if I'm leaving my home terrain, you know, that I 
take my lens and my view of the world and I enforce it on other people. I think that that's something that is problematic and it's not something I ever want to perpetuate as I continuously travel around the world around me. I don't want to hold everyone to the lens that they haven't, that hasn't informed their behavior. So unless it's something that's like very personally offensive to me, like if it's a faux pot, like in Canadian terms, but I'm elsewhere, I've learned that unless I'm like personally, like vehemently reacting to it, I can let it go. But that doesn't change the fact that it's a faux pas and I'm like reacting to it just because like I feel it's uncomfortable. I take it as a lesson like, okay, well here, this is okay. This isn't taboo, right? And there are so many ways that that would translate, right? Like even something as simple as, you know, talking about someone's weight or talking about someone's eating habits or talking about someone's just personal like lifestyle choices. Like for me, like there's a certain decorum, like there's a certain like line that, we, that, that just isn't crossed, right? Like you don't talk about these things, you don't bring them up. They're not up for like general or casual conversation. Like these are really personal choices and they're personal conversations that typically should only take place once a solid relationship has been established and like we're both experiencing a moment of vulnerability. To like walk by and call someone out on something so personal as like a lifestyle choice, like what they're eating or what they're wearing or what their weight is. I mean, that for me blows my mind a little bit, but I recognize that that's just because that those aren't the social norms of the areas that I'm in. They're different social norms, so I have to become less sensitive to it if I want to sort of thrive in this new environment, you know what I'm saying? But I think it also helps me to just keep myself in check, right? Like, why was this even a big deal back home? Like, why is this something we don't talk about back home? Or why is this something where, you know, everyone tiptoes around it back home? And I think that there is this relay that takes place when you start to really be introspective about the things that you typically wouldn't need to set boundaries on. They're sort of societally established that these are just not topic areas that we discuss. And you ask yourself, well, why don't we discuss these topic areas? Why am I re reacting or responding? Because, oh, you know, there's a social convention that's been breached here. But wait, those are my social conventions. And then it gives me the opportunity to question, well, why do these social conventions exist within me? Why am I you know, having a visceral response on behalf of the culture that's informed me. And I think that that can take you down a really deep hole. Like you can really think very deeply about like, well, wait, I've been, I've been programmed to be offended by this or to react by this or to be jarred by this, but am I personally that offended or am I personally that horrified? And sometimes yes. Sometimes no though. And I think it allows you to be nimble. It allows you to grow. It allows you to, it does expand your scope of reference when you hold yourself in check, when there is a boundary being crossed, but it's unintentional for one. You know, you're in a setting where, you know, social traditions, social norms, social conventions aren't translating over for two. And there's so many different complexities that take place. So I think that that's really, that's been on my mind. And I think that as we become more global, as become more diverse, it's just very important that we give people the opportunity to succeed in relationships with us by being vocal, by being vocal, but being selectively vocal because I think that you toe a line between holding someone accountable to your personal sense of boundaries and you know what you need personally to engage and build a relationship with someone else and also just letting them be free, right? And I 
I'll, I deeply value people's autonomy. I deeply value people's freedom of choice. And I want people to communicate how they generally would feel inclined to communicate. And then I kind of decide, well, what am I going to do now that I have a sense of how this person organizes themselves? If I, am I going to make myself more available or less available? But I think sometimes there is a line to be drawn, right? There's some flexibility there. It's not black and white, but it's something to be, it's something to be mindful of because you don't want to only be with people who don't challenge your views and don't challenge your lens and don't challenge the ways that you see the world and the things that you think are appropriate and aren't. I think it's important to also surround yourself with people who challenge those norms, who force you to think about why you think about things the way you do. And then maybe, and maybe like, you know, create a new equilibrium. And so that's a conversation that I think is really important. I think boundary setting is a more complex conversation than it really seems to be. It's not just about using your voice and setting boundaries. It's also about recognizing, well, is this boundary worthy? Is this a boundary conversation? And I think, is this someone that I want to establish those boundaries with? And I think that that point is really about like, how deep do I expect or anticipate this relationship to be? And for me, like if I don't really have a lot of personal investment in deepening a relationship with someone, I let a lot more things slide because I'm not that invested, right? Which I think might be offensive just out of the gate, but our opinions can change over time. But I'm not always going to be invested in educating someone how to have a healthy relationship with me. And even when I am invested in educating someone how to have a healthy relationship with me, I leave room for them and their individuality. Like I want to be like water and I want to also have the ability to be flexible and nimble so that they can be themselves in relationship with me as well. So I like to question the things that I'm trying to hold other people accountable to in the moments that I'm holding them accountable to it. And I think that recognizing the cultural difference, the societal norms that don't translate globally, you know, really digging deep into, is this really offensive or is this just my programming? Is this just how I've been trained? And is this a conversation worth having? Like how deep do I expect this relationship to go? Like, and if it's not gonna go that deep, like, is it, is, is it that deep of, a, of an infraction that it's worthy of a conversation that like we're both feeling a little bit uncomfortable. So I think those are all questions worth asking and then you decide how you want to move forward. I don't think this is me giving you a black and white framework and I think nothing to do with relationships is black and white. Nothing to do with relationships is rigid. It needs to be fluid. Like we need to be like water. We need to flow with one another and see like am I water flowing with water or is this not a mix? But to know that something is not a mix, it means you need to try. It needs to be open and available available to learn as well as educate. And I think that it has to be reciprocal. You can't always be in a position to want to educate someone and tell them how things go, but not also be receptive to learning because your education is coming from your vantage point, from your culture, from your traditions, from, you know, what is normal to you and what is, you know, good and, and not right to you. But know that that's not global, right? And that's also something that is subject to change because it's societally constructed. And I think that we want to be careful not to, to <laughs> in settings where we find people who have very different norms and very different ways of being, to encroach on them and their culture and what informs their way of showing up in the world by forcing them to bend to our ruling or to our way of things. And I think that if you're, you have a strong personality um, and you're dealing with someone who doesn't have as strong as a, as a personality, like you want to keep that in mind. You want to give them space to be who they are and maybe they don't have as big of a voice as you. And so when you say, hey, I'm not okay 
with this. But like with further conversation, it could be like, okay, like we can meet each other halfway or actually, you know what? Like now that I understand where you're coming from, like I'm not actually offended anymore. Like it was me just making an assumption about the intention or the motivation behind it. But now that I understand where you're coming from, like it's all right. I think that we just need to be in that state of readiness to recognize that when we're trying to establish a boundary, it's a conversation before we figure out like how that dynamic is going to look moving forward or how those conversations are going to shift and change moving forward. It's always about give and take. So I wanted to come here and have that conversation around boundary setting, especially boundary setting across the world when you're dealing with different cultures, norms, traditions that inform the way that people communicate with you, show up in communal spaces as well. So I thought that that was a point worth noting. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now, these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events, as well as access to webinars and workshops that we provide largely focused on self-mastery. So that calendar has been posted. Make sure you check out the website to see all of the things that we have to offer and more to come, of course. We're all about the growth and development of our hashtag Game Changer community. And we invite you to be part of the change that you would like to see. In that case, follow us. We're on the road to 1K across all of our social media platforms. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And I look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later.